It's true. No, I'm I'm just pausing so there's a great place for me to cut this. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pausing so you can keep talking. <laughs> Welcome to Enter the Critic, everybody. My name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. I'll, I'll redo that. <laughs> Come on. It's fine. No, no, it's not. All right, let's, let's redo that intro. Ready? Okay, you ready? You ready now? You ready? Yes. Welcome, right, to, welcome to Enter the Critic. <laughs> welcome to Enter the Critic, Welcome everybody. to Enter the Critic. Welcome. Welcome to Enter welcome. the Critic. Welcome to Enter the Critic. How does he say it in Jurassic Park? Spare no expense. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Enter, enter the Critic. <laughs> not quite like that. How no, that's fairly it? accurate. That's fairly close. Anyway, we now, now that you've been... We welcome you to Enter the Critic. To Enter the Critic. To Enter the Critic. We welcome you to Enter the Critic. We hope you like our movies and listen to this shit. I thought, <laughs> I thought the idea was to record in a way that it would... Take me less time to edit. No, it's every time you say something <laughs> like that, it makes it the opposite. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast about movies, both new releases and on Netflix, as well as movie news and trailer updates, and Matt singing occasionally. <laughs> so I can make it a little more than occasionally, just be careful. <laughs> My name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, is Mr. Matt and occasionally with us, Parker <laughs> turns off <laughs> mic, drops the mic, <laughs> drops mic, leaves. I'm out, bitches. I'm out. <laughs> All right. This week we are going to discuss the just words cannot ex- express <laughs> fa- uh, fast and furious six. I had to look up the title because like they've changed titles right. so many times. Was it, I couldn't was remember it if fast it's six? the Fast and Furious was Six, the fast, fast and Furious Six. No, Fast Dash Furious 6, or just FF6. No, it is Fast and Furious 6. And just for extra clarification, they use the the and symbol, ah, not the word. Okay. So, and, and they use the number 6, not uh, the word. We're also going to be discussing some uh, trailers that came out recently that we're excited to talk about. Uh, so before we get into that, let's get into some news. The headline... Schwarzenegger confirms that Terminator 5 has a start date and that he, in fact, will return as the Terminator. That's cool. I mean... Is it? Uh, I'm a little... Is it cool? Puzzled by it. I'm guessing what they're going to do is is CGI him to make him look young because it doesn't... It hasn't made sense that the synthetic human Terminator has been aging... <laughs> Well, the idea of Arnold Terminator Schwarzenegger films? as a Terminator never made sense. I mean, if, if you want right. to make a machine that can blend in with humanity, you why would you make, make him a, a gigantic Austrian freak. with no eyebrows? Uh, <laughs> but that being said, I don't understand where we're at in the Terminator saga that we can well, have a did you fifth. see Terminator Salvation? Yes. I didn't, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't pay that close attention to it because I didn't like it very much. Okay. So, in fact, I'm trying to remember if we even finished the movie. Um, I mean to watch it someday, just because, you know, I'm a fan of the franchise, right. even if it's not that great. Um, the arcade shoot-em-up is good. Oh, the arcade shoot-em-up is great. Yeah. My thing is, is he going to play the T-800 
And if so, how how are they going to get past the fact that he is a little chubbier and, and a lot older? <laughs> yeah, the chubbiness can be can be uh, you know ameliorated. Is it okay <laughs> if I use that word on the show? It can be ameliorated. Sure. A bit. Uh, you know, he's he's worked out before in ages where people shouldn't be able to get back in shape. So I think he can yeah. still maybe do that, but he just looks old. You but know, his, his face looks old. So I think they would need to CGI it up or prosthetic it up or something. Yeah. Now, I want to kind of couch this with, with uh, an, a, a similar headline uh, that's a little older, but, but I still feel relevant to this. He is also doing an age-appropriate version of conan the barbarian yes which i'm really excited for that of conan as a huge fan of the original conan uh pulp novels yeah i am super excited for the idea of an old conan the barbarian because some of the stories did take place where conan was quite old well and this is not a new thing either uh, didn't they, haven't they kind of always been planning on doing a Legend of Conan where he's the old king? I mean, in a, at the end of the first movie, they say, you know. I think the idea was for it to, the, the original Conan directed by John Milius, I believe. I don't have it up here at the moment, but I think John Milius directed it. Um, the idea was, yes, this was going to become a movie franchise. They were super excited about it. It uh, it did not. <laughs> Right. Uh, especially with the god-awful disaster that was Conan the Destroyer, mm. which starred Grace Jones and Will Chamberlain <laughs> and just did not work How out very well. Will Chamberlain would be bad? I know. Uh, yeah, maybe because yeah. the man can't act. He could he can take it to the hole pretty easily in basketball, but uh, I don't know if that's a saying or not. I know nothing about sports. You teach a man uh, to dunk, you can teach a man to act. <laughs> exactly. Film. He does an awful job. Okay. Uh, are you looking that up? Was it in fact John Milius? Uh yes I am and uh he yes, either it wrote was. it. Yes it was. Okay, I I, I figured I I he either wrote it or directed. I couldn't remember which. He uh, uh co-wrote it. I co-wrote think. it. Yeah. Yes. With Oliver Stone? Uh None of this is going to yes, be in the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Oliver Stone. He Hell yeah, this is going to be in the Stone. podcast because I need to show off that Locking I can remember something without IMDb. Co-wrote it with Oliver Stone, yes. So that makes me really excited, the idea of another Conan. I don't know how excited I am for another Terminator. Terminator 1 is basically a perfect film in my eyes. Like, it's it's wonderfully right. written. It's lean and mean. There's not an ounce of fat on it. It's just, it's like a good steak. It's well done. Um, Terminator 2 is a little sloppier, but it makes still up for a it. great movie. Yeah, it, it makes up, up for it with, with boom. Ama- yeah, some amazing action. Terminator 3... I didn't. I, was, it was did all right. It, it was all, it, Yeah, that's how I thought it was. It, it was, was okay. It was the what often happens with the third movie is that it just kind of feels like a. It, it's okay, and it's more like a shadow of what yeah. the the series once was. And Terminator Salvation, I felt it didn't. It for me, it just didn't capture what the beginning of Terminator Two. It, yeah. it didn't. It didn't. I didn't feel the connection. Well, there. a big problem is despite the fact that Terminator has a lot of story to tell. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's quite a bit that it there. It starts in the past, and you already know that there's going to be this crazy war with the machines, etc. It really loses a lot when it's not set in present day, and it's about you know this mysterious force that's come, and you're it's killing people, and you're right. running away from it. That's what's great about the first two. Terminators in particular mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. there's this mysterious force that enters everyday life 
and you are a part of this destiny that's coming, but you're so freaked out about it, and you're just trying to stay alive, versus just a post-apocalyptic war with machines movie. Right, not, right. Not really quite as interesting. The, fir- the first two Terminators almost felt like a, like a monster film in the sense mm-hmm. that the Terminator was this unstoppable machine that would do anything. It had no feeling, no right. remorse. It didn't care. Very much so. And then in Terminator Salvation, it was just that, a post-apocalyptic war movie that just it didn't hit home. Oh, I'm, I'm reading on here. Uh, so let's just stop everything because this is the most important news of the day for Schwarzenegger. Okay. Doing another Twins movie. Right. Because that needed to happen. I, I've heard them theorizing that it would have a third twin, which yep. would be... Triplets. Uh, That's what they're be, calling it, apparently. Which would be a black actor. I can't remember who. Um, I have. This is the first I've heard about it. I'm just reading the article. I here. don't know if this was a joke or not, but I could see them trying oh, to pass yeah, it off. Oh, yeah, because why not? Eddie Murphy or something like that. I don't know. But in any case, yeah, looks like Schwarzenegger is out of retirement officially. Yeah. Didn't he retire from movies like well, two years ago? Well, when he became, I, I think the problem is every phase of his life he wants to outdo himself. But yep. after you become governor, especially when you're a non-U.S. born citizen, uh-huh. um, you can't become president. So, so, na- he so was like, back well, to movies. take a skip back to the movies. So I have lived. All right, the f- let's let's just put a hashtag here. The first impression that you did. First impression right. of the night, everybody. All right, we only. Yeah, that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do for Schwarzenegger. <laughs> just so. yell, just yell. So we're gonna see a lot of Schwarzenegger, because you know. I'm all right, right with that. Yeah. <laughs> you almost have to be because he's not going to stop. Yeah, he's, you, you have to just accept it. <laughs> and just yeah, just lay down and take it because he's going to do it regardless. So, what other news do we have? Uh, let's see here. Walt Disney came out with a bunch of release dates for various films. Some of them I'm excited about. Some of them I don't know anything about. Uh, they've released uh, release dates for Avengers Two, Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Five. And a new sequel to the Muppet movie. I'm all sorry, right, not the right. Muppet movie, The Muppets. Right. Along with a few other films that I've, I know nothing about, Into the Woods, Tomorrowland, and Saving Mr. Banks. Into the Woods is actually one of my favorite musicals. It's a Stephen Sondheim musical, same guy that did, uh, not Edward Scissorhands, uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I know nothing. Trying of. to think of another movie adaptation of his that would have been out, but I can't think of one. But uh, it's going to fit in very well with today's movie climate because it's a fantasy movie where the first act is like very much like cheerful and uh, hints at dark themes, but mostly just a you know bright, shiny, put a nice bright rainbow paint colored coat on it. And then the second act is very dark, and lots of characters dying, like almost oh, like okay. Game of Thrones level shit. Wow. Okay. So not 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 quite, but it's it gets pretty dark in the second act. So it's going to fit in nicely with all the fantasy shit that's going on today. Good. Despite deal. the fact that it was written, has to be almost thirty years ago now. Yeah. So. It's uh, apparently a Tony Award winning original musical. It's really good. So I'm hoping they do a good job with it. I'm kind of neutral towards the cast that they've chosen. Of course, Depp is in it. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it has uh, Johnny Depp, Meryl Streep, yep. uh, Chris Pine, Tracy Ullman? Really? Neato. Yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping they do a good job. I don't feel like it needs the best cast ever. It just needs to be 
well put together. Okay. And of course, I, for me, any anything if 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 they're bringing the more of the Muppets back, I mean, I I enjoyed yeah, the Muppets very thoroughly. The the latest release of the Muppets, and it looks like this one is going to be called Muppets Most Wanted. Nice. Um, so I'm. I'm pretty excited about it. I feel like a Muppets movie where they're on the run, which which is probably a lot of them in some sense is is always a good idea. Yeah, always yeah. makes for fun times. So, but yeah, it looks like we're gonna get a whole lot of big big franchises from uh, Disney here very shortly. I don't know how I feel about another uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. They all seem to have steadily downgraded since the first one, and it's, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, so I don't know if it's aged especially well. Especially since I thought the whole idea of uh, the Lone Ranger was that they were transitioning. They were brewing up a new franchise like hey, that. Hey, there's profit to be made, apparently. Somebody you crunched the say. numbers. Somebody crunched the numbers and said, crank me out another Pirates movie. It'll, yeah. I mean, I have third I, one like one of the most expensive movies of all time. I remember it being really expensive, and and honestly, I I don't remember any of. It. I saw it in theaters. It I wasn't that good. Any of it. It had a really weird like middle section, like for by. Okay, by, okay. I, actually, now that I think, now that I'm recalling, I do remember. There's like a part daydream of sequence where they're sailing through like darkness, and then they're like in a desert. It's really weird. Yeah, there there's a lot of weird stuff going on in that movie that. Frankly, I just, uh, yeah, the the first Pirates was, for, you know, again, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but the first Pirates movie, if I remember correctly, was just a really fun adventure film. Yeah, really solid all the way around. The second one kind of got, like, it started creeping on the edge of ridiculous. Yeah, it was redeemed because of Jeffrey Rush. Do you mean Bill Nye, not Jeffrey Rush? Oh, yeah, Bill Nye. Okay, Bill, Bill Nye, Nye, yeah. I was about but to Jeffrey, say. Rush was Jeffrey, Rush, Jeffrey Rush Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush made the first movie in my yeah. mind and then bill nye being in the bill second nye one was, was just um, right. like because bill James. nye can do no wrong um and the third one was just kind of it just felt like a mess yeah it felt and like they were just throwing everything at the wall by the time the fourth one came out i had lost all interest like i just did not care at all yeah uh so a fifth one i don't know it's hard to get excited about it seems like this series just needs to be put to bed but apparently somebody somewhere uh deemed otherwise yeah yeah. So, um, that's about all I have for movie news. Do you have anything you wanted to um, throw down? No. All right. Cool. I have, I have yeah, I can't think of add. anything else. All right. Well, let's get to some trailers here. Um, one of the trailers that I saw, and well, we both saw, was the new Mark Wahlberg, Denzel Washington uh, film called Two Guns. Release date for August 2nd, 2013. All right, so two guns. A DEA agent and an undercover naval intelligence officer who have been tasked with investigating one another find they have been set up by the mob, the very organization the two men believe they have been stealing money from. Uh, the trailer looks... It, the, the <laughs> it looks really good, in my opinion. I really like Denzel Washington. And despite my better judgment... I like Mike, uh, Mark Wahlberg. It really depends on what he's in. If he's written well and he's directed mm -hmm. well, he yeah. can be really good. And there's, and then there's stuff like The Happening. <sighs> well, The <laughs> Happening, you can't blame Mark Wahlberg. No, for you that can't happening. blame. He was bad. He was ridiculously just almost 
hilariously bad in that movie. It's actually yeah. kind of fun yeah. to watch his acting just because he's it's, trying it's really, really hard. Awful. And it's really not working. Uh, but in certain movies, he's he's very cas- charismatic and good. So. I I mean, I absolutely love him in Boogie Nights. I thought he was amazing in Back Boogie in Nights. The his first, I think his first acting role, if I'm not mistaken. His first film role, I think. Yeah. I'm um, pretty sure. And, of course, Denzel Washington is just really good in just about everything he's in. He the man. Now, we should clarify that you are naturally inclined to think that this looks pretty good because you are a big fan of buddy cop films. I love the buddy cop. Not even just films. I love the buddy cop uh uh, Anything recipe genre like yeah. i just love like the point by it could be a point by point buddy cop film and i'm like i'm down with this i'm loving it <laughs> um, is there some emotional bonding that's right Do they have to that's fight right. through their differences mm-hmm. they, if they, especially they start out they don't really like each other then some you know shit goes down and they, they're bringing Are a little they closer together Bonus. oh they, they almost have to be points. it almost has to be every good every good buddy cop film Always it's true. Are there racial. any buddy cop films in which they're both white? Mm. I can't. I can't, I can't think, think of one off the top of my head. Of the t- no, there's almost always a, 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 a racial mix. F- Forty eight hours, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's... Uh, my personal favorite, Rush Hour. Oh God, Rush Hour. <laughs> I love Rush I Hour. Love it so much. That movie's so deliciously ridiculous. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um. This movie, no exception. The the trailer alone shows that it's going to hit these beat. You know, even the trailer oh, yeah. hits these beats. All, all the tropes, all the tropes. Because uh, again, the trailer they start out they don't like each other, they don't trust each other, but by the end of the trailer, uh, by the end of a three minute trailer, they, they they're start, working together. They, yep, they're going Getting back to done. back, uh, helping of each other one out. Of the partner, ha- one of the partners has a love interest that is endangered. Yep. Oh, obviously. And the other partner has to help him out to, you know. Get him back. I'm also loving Denzel Washington's choice of fedoras. He wears quite a number of them. Mm-hmm. One of those fedoras, I'm proud to say, my wife owns. Some other names in this film, some other big names. We have Bill Paxton. Nice. And Edward James Olmos. In his IMDb profile picture, especially looks a lot like Max Weinberg from the Max Weinberg 7. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I, I think so, anyway. Yeah, I could see that. So... I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this film. I think it's going to be a lot of just like 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 we said before the the point by point, um, buddy cop tropes that I just I love. So I'm I'm looking forward to this film. All right. the The next trailer we watched was for uh, the Hobbit: The Desolation of Smog. Smog. Uh, you want to read off that? Sure. Read that off for me. Uh, the dwarves Bilbo and Gandalf have successfully escaped the Misty Mountains, and Bilbo has gained the One Ring. They all continue their journey to get back their gold from the dragon smog. And this does come out December 13th at the end of this year. All right. This movie stars the same people from the last movie. Plus. Plus Benedict Cumberbatch. Whom that's at this point, need. yeah, it could just be him, and that's all I need. Just be Benedict. It could it, it, the movie could just be Smog chilling. Yep, it could be Smog just sitting there, just talking. Smog just just reading, voice. just reading a book to me. It, it could be Smog reading The Hobbit to me. I love my treasure. <laughs> no one can ever take it away. 
Two hours later, still enjoying myself. Still enjoying the treasure. Three hours later, still enjoying still the treasure. Enjoying. Three and a half hours later. <laughs> and oh. that was Lord of the Rings. I wonder if they have a running time. That's the one problem I have with these films is the running times are ridiculous on yeah. all of them. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be over three hours, I'm sure. Now I've never read The Hobbit because I can't stand J.R. Tolkien as a as a writer. What a shame! Um, but you do like the movies? No, I don't. Oh, I don't you... care for the movies. I don't hate them. I find them dull. That's too much for you. I I here's here's my problem. When I was first told to watch the first uh, Lord of the Rings movie, yeah. I was told, oh, my God, you have to watch the extended edition. Uh, Knowing nothing, going into it completely cold, you have to watch the extended edition. And I got so bored. Yeah, extended edition's a lot to to take in. To this day, I have never seen or read Lord of the Rings. I've tried to read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've gotten as far as Tom Bombadil. And every time I get there, I think if this guy makes one more thing about his yellow boots and some water lilies, I'm 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 done. I cannot handle it's this funny, anymore. Because he's basically God, and he's just a silly man. I know, and that's kind of what bothers me. Is he's just he could probably fix everything, just because he is a God. It seems anyway. Yeah. He could probably just fix everything, and he's like, nah, I'd rather just uh, hand this chick some water lilies because she's hot." Well, you like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yeah. Same thing in that book. Who's the Tom Bombadil of that they book? They meet God, and he basically just doesn't care. He's yeah, ba- but... They meet him on the one planet, and he's basically just like, eh. <laughs> does, yeah, but th- does he do nothing but make them dinner for four chapters, does, and does then does another silly. three chapters of him dancing around making rhymes? That's all, like, oh, it's so annoying. I would have been fine with Tom Bombadil. Well, he's not even in the movies, so... Right, I'm, saying, I'm just saying the book, why yeah. I gave up on the book. Was Tom Fair Bombadil? Um, I I have never. He's he, he's the Bran Stark of the uh, Lord of the Rings. What Bran's awesome? Okay, let's not. Uh, we're, we're, we're not getting into my hatred of Bran Stark from Game of Thrones. <sighs> <laughs> so I've seen the first two Lord of the Rings movies in the extended editions, and at that point, I just could not bring myself to watch the third. Now, later I was told that I should have just watched the theatrical cut, and that would have probably sat better you, with me. It would have been okay. I did watch the ridiculously long Hobbit, the first Hobbit movie. Yeah. Unexpected Journey. An unexpected Journey. And I was okay with that. I enjoyed it. I felt like it was a little long, that it, there were parts that probably could have been cut out that I would have been okay with. But all well, in all, I thought it was... because they're only going to add more. I, in know, the I know, The director's cut is going to be three Blu-ray discs, 12 DVDs. <laughs> it's just going to be insane. And then you can download off of a special server um, <laughs> some music videos. Yep. So, I mean, there were parts of the first movie that I felt... I was like, why is this in this? But whatever. I, I mean, I didn't feel like it added to the story. So, this trailer looks... I don't know, it looks a lot darker. Um, yeah. It looks like... Now they're probably also handpicking the darkest parts of the film. Oh, of course, like of course, because it's a children's book. It's going to have to have some funny, yeah. fun times in there. I do like that you'll finally get to see the damn dragon. 
That, that would be. Maybe. I, I mean, well, you see the dragon in the. Yeah, no, you in you will, in, yeah. in the in the trailer. You see the dragon. You you don't hear him speak, which I kind of wanted to because I knew that Benedict Cumberbatch was voicing the dragon. I actually take issue a, a little bit in how the movie looks. Um, progressively, uh, since the first series, I mean, we saw this a lot in The Hobbit, but it seems like even more in this movie they're relying on CGI, which, yeah. which yeah. doesn't sit well with me because they didn't need to in the original films, and it looked great. Well, if I remember um, right, the original film was just a lot of practical effects. Not a lot, but a, a, a fair lot amount of, of practical and a lot of camera tricks, a lot of in-camera effects. And it looked great. Uh, now we have a lot of the orcs are totally CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the movement of the actors, like if you see the elves in the fight scenes, right. very like CGI edited, which I guess it was I, I guess it was in the like third movie too. But that kind of goes along with my point. It's like... Progressively. The movies have gone along. Yeah. CGI. P- Peter Jackson's been more reliant on it, and I don't know. It, it adds almost too much of a video game feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the physics of everything, and um, not a big fan. Not a, not a big fan because it's fine if you want to make things a little cartoony, but right. having like Matrixy style fighting and video game-esque physics is is not the kind of cartoony you want to go for. No, no, I I would agree with that. Um, But, you know, hopefully it'll look a little bit more polished in the final product. I'll probably feel different then. It's also weird because we're seeing uh, the the trailer in regular, you know, high definition but not HDR. Right, right. So I know things will look very different then when you see it in HDR. Now, I wonder if with the, at least what I consider, I mean, I felt there was a lot of backlash from the first movie with that 48 frames a second. There was. I wonder if they're going to dial that back to 24 frames like normal. Well, you can see it in both. I doubt they will because you have the option of. of You think they're going to do another 48 frames a second release? I think they will because he filmed it that way. Yeah. See, that was the other thing. Jackson would push for that. I saw it because, again, when I go to theaters, regardless of how I feel about it, I always try to see what I know the director intended. Did so you see it in 48? I saw it in yeah. 3D, 48 frames a second. Um, I actually thought I was going to get that and then found out later that it was 3D IMAX. So, oh, you saw, you saw it in IMAX. Okay, because if I remember right, and like this could just be for the theater, our local theater, the IMAX theater did not have the 48. Like, none of the IMAX showings had 48. You had to do the real 3D showing in the yeah. theater, which is what I did, yeah. to see it in 48. And I felt it was very distracting. I didn't like it. Now, that on, on, on the opposite of that, my, at that time, uh, fiance loved it. She had no problem with the 48 yeah. frames a second. She said she just blended right in. And she said it actually made her feel more engrossed into the visuals. Yeah, it seems like there's a very uh stark divide mm-hmm. between people that really like this this kind of uh, film and other people that don't um so i i imagine they'll release it again just cuz it's not going it's not going to stop people from seeing it no no it won't so and it's how he filmed them so i'm sure it'll be shown yeah so but that's coming out uh december 13th i believe yes it? yes sir. december 13th so look forward to that all right. Well, this week we saw 
Fast and Furious 6. Well, not this week, but we did see it. We did see <laughs> at it. At some point. Well, I saw it this week. Oh, you did see it this week? You okay. saw it a while ago. Well, it seems like forever ago. Um, so why don't you read off that, that IMDb All right. Fast and the Furious 6. Hobbs has Dom and Brian reassemble their crew in order to take down a mastermind who commands an organization of mercenary drivers across 12 countries. Payment, question mark, full pardons for them all. Hell yeah. This is from director Justin Lin. Uh... Starring the usual crew that you would expect in these movies. It's got Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Dwayne Johnson, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, going down here. Ludacris. Luda. Luda. Tyrese Gibson. Uh, and don't some, forget the newcomer, Gina Carano. Gina Carano is in this as well. Yes, yep. I, I was very happy to see her. See her show up in this. Now, little little backstory to my history of the Fast and the Furious movies. I have seen one of the Fast and Furious films. I saw Fast and Furious 4 or Fast and Furious. Oh, that's the worst one. Um, it's not a good I one. I saw that on a double date where the other party was buying, the other couple. Well, that works. <laughs> so they picked that movie, and I was like, hey, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. So that's why I saw that. I had seen absolutely zero of the other Fast and Furious movies. That's a shame. You should uh, you should definitely see the last one because if you Fast Five, if if you like this movie at all, you'll enjoy Fast Five probably just as much. Well, what did let, 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 let's get into it. What did you think? I enjoyed Fast it. And the Furious I Six? enjoyed it. Uh, Fast and the Furious are the kinds of movies where you have to leave your brain at the door, of course, um, especially. I feel like especially this one is just absolutely bonkers. Uh, but it's it's really entertaining. It's really fun. I enjoy all this, the characters as, as stupid as they are. Especially, you know, The Rock and Vin Diesel. And, you know, all the, all the main guys are pretty good. Um, yeah, it's it, it was very entertaining to me. It's It's also especially good in the fact that you don't need to... Not that I have a dislike for car knowledge or am not a car fan, but you don't really need to care about cars at all anymore to enjoy these movies. It used to be, especially with the first couple and especially Tokyo Drift, it used to be you, you were going to garner a lot of your enjoyment by just seeing really sweet cars. I've, I've, I'm told that the first three movies are under the, the genre car porn. Pretty much. It's just, hey, check out this car. Right. See how it rides, you know see all these cool racing scenes with them not nearly as much racing in in these past two uh fast movies they definitely have gone more the route of pure action films slightly featuring cars because Mm -hmm. that's the Mm -hmm. character's backstory but really not any more than that going into this i'm just gonna throw it out there i loved this movie i thought it was great um some of the things i did enjoy thoroughly you do not need to have any idea all you need to know about the Fast and Furious movies to see this movie is just a just a cursory knowledge of it. like if if you've seen the trailers for the other films you could watch this. The beginning of this film has a very interesting little montage that kind of shows visually without any audio the basic very basic plot right. of 
all the previous films leading up to this. Like I said, I knew nothing of this movie, and by the by the end of the first two minutes, I figured out that, oh yeah, Michelle Rodriguez's character must have died, or was thought to have died, by the end of one of the movies, I right. don't know which, um, because they show like a funeral montage. And if it's and not spelled stuff. out for you, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you, it's not necessarily spelled out for you that uh, Michelle Rodriguez is Vin Diesel's uh, love interest from the past movies, but you figure you it out figure when it she out. like sees him and they're together, and it's just it's fine. Nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely not a movie where you need much backstory at all, and you no. don't need to see. It might be nice to see the the first movie and the fifth to get a really good background, mm-hmm. but even that, it's like... As long as you can just roll with it that these yeah. guys are international criminals and uh, they love The Rock is after them for one reason or another. Yeah. I At this point, I, I, it, I'm sealed. The Rock needs to be injected into every single dying franchise that has ever occurred in movies. Like, if, if Star Trek... If the J.J. If Abrams' Star Trek three fails, I want Star Trek four to have The Rock in uniform... As commanding a ship, do it doesn't. I don't care. He could be a red shirt for all I Klingon? care. He could be a Klingon. It doesn't matter. I just want the Rock in there I feel somewhere. Like the rock could be an awesome Klingon. Um, playing. And what I love about the Rock is you could take every single character he's done in the in, in like the last two years and just interchange them through every film, and they work. <laughs> like he's basically playing the same character that he was in GI Joe, and it's okay. Yeah, more or less. Same character as uh, the the Tooth Fairy as well. So <laughs> whatever that movie was called. Um, I think it was just called the Tooth Fairy. Gina Carano, Carano doing what she does best, um, just just kicking being ass. Being a female with little dialogue as possible. And yeah, she has again very little dialogue. It's, it's it's it. Her lack of acting skills is apparent, but <laughs> her apparent. ability to take a punch <laughs> is also she apparent. The, she makes these fight scenes look really good really good there's no denying that every in fact you can tell that the director had a hard time shooting around michelle rodriguez who can't fight right as well obviously as well as well and and it's fine too because in the the actual fight scenes they have they have two in the film Uh, yeah two 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 actual fight fight scenes in the film and and both times she either gets gets by on the skin of her teeth like barely just like barely limping away it, yeah. and like getting away or or getting help. So right, right, it's right. not like they expect you to believe that Michelle Rodriguez is actually going to kick Gina Carano's ass one on one. And I appreciate that they gave us that much respect. Without going into spoilers, I don't want to do I don't want to do spoilers here. Yeah. Which uh, honestly, I don't see how you can spoil the Fast no, and Furious not, movies at this point. There's uh, one there's one big issue that I'd like to address if we want to do a, a spoilerish section. But that's I mean, but I mean, I I feel that the plot of the Fast and Furious movies are pretty much all cut. No, they're pretty straight. I mean, I haven't seen like I said, I I've only seen two out of five of them, and I feel like I could pretty much hit beat for beat what they're about. Um, I do love that physics in this movie don't seem to exist. No, there there are no like this is people the can do the most insane. Just yeah, there are no at one point again. There, the, I don't think this is a spoiler. At one point. Vin Diesel is driving, I'd say, around 90 miles an hour. Something like that. He jumps out of the car. Well, he he first is, like, doing, like, the radio thing where he's on, the like, the door of the car and has his hand on the steering wheel, which yeah. I don't know how he's continuing. I no, guess I, don't know how he's, just, I don't know how he's reaching the accelerator I, I, for that. I guess we're just assuming he's going so fast that it doesn't matter. 
or he's got uh, cruise control or whatever. Something. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he he pilots the car. He ro- he rodeos it into a wall, into a retaining wall. At, at this exact moment, Michelle Rodriguez is on top of a tank which has been uh, hoisted. It's been like caught by a cable mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. imminently going to cause the tank to basically crumple just on stop. itself yeah. and just like flip on its side, causing Michelle Rodriguez to just sail off. Sail off. Just fly off so into nothing. anticipating this and using, we can only assume, vast telekinetic, tele, <laughs> uh, not telekinetic and, and, and foresight and pr- yeah, yeah. prophetic he's, power. He's, he's, he's basically, if, if Spider-Man had the access to the force. Yeah, basically Vin Diesel is using all of these powers that we are met in this moment to, to assume he has. He, he, he rams his car into a, a wall on this bridge. Flies into the air while Michelle Rodriguez flies into the air from the tank being, you know, rippled mm-hmm, up or whatever. Mm-hmm. He catches her. Catches I guess her you could midair, say. has enough kinetic energy <laughs> to go flying the opposite direction and lands on the hood of an oncoming car. <laughs> this this single scene garnered more laughter yep. and yep. clapping and and general reaction than any other point in the movie um, not I, meant to be funny necessarily well it, it, it almost it. has to be because the theater that i saw it in when i saw it in a very late showing um both in running time and uh you know the time in which it was being shown and the fact that it's been out for a little while so it was not a crowded theater right and uh the the group i saw it with was just oh like in awe, like in awe and respect for what this film has accomplished <laughs> it was in their mind. To do. They were just like, oh. I can't like everyone it. put their yeah. Monster Energy drinks down for a quick second and stopped eating Doritos and went, "Oh wow, it's amazing." I also love the fact that this is something that, by all rights, the movie should just do and then let go. Just be like, "Yep, oh, no, I know exactly where you're going is, with this." this and is it's is so some perfect. Crazy ass shit that happened. Don't think about it. It just happened. But no, what does the movie do? About a minute later, there's a point of dialogue where Vin Diesel's talking to Michelle Rodriguez, and Michelle Rodriguez says, how did you know that car would be there to break our fall? (laughs) And Vin Diesel says, I didn't. I didn't. Some things you gotta do on faith. (laughs) And I just thought to myself, okay, so let's pretend this is real. Let's pretend, (laughs) I'm like, all right, I I can only... you know, suspend my disbelief so far. But you're telling me that you just did this and having no idea that you wouldn't become just a grease stain on the side. Like according to his, according to what his plan was, the best case scenario was probably I'm gonna fly out of my car, catch this chick, basically like a baseball hitting a bird, uh-huh. uh huh, while dropping out of an airplane. Yep. yep. Um. So I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna die anyway. Pretty much, I don't know that there's gonna be anything to break my fall. I'm, we're probably just gonna die anyway. But, but why behold, not? Why not? I just I, I I love in this movie just the ridiculousness of it. I love the fact that in this the the term Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Uh, this movie has a Chekhov's gun, and it is an actual gun. <laughs> it's it's just like a spear launcher. With yep. uh, with, with with like industrial strength cabling, um, which of course there's a nice little 
funny scene where Ludacris, whose character somehow in the movies has been transformed. I was going to ask, thug has he always been all star hacker uh, technology? Expert. Yeah. Has he has he always <laughs> been? Has he always no. been a MacGyver? No. S character like was he always the tech character not at all this was basically the writers being like well we have two black guys in the movie let's make one of them silly we have two main black guy characters we can't have both of them be the the goofy ghetto character that's like oh hell no what you gonna do with that spear launcher y'all so we need one of them to be like the tech expert. So they just threw Ludacris' character like, oh, now you suddenly have a master's degree <laughs> basically in some clever you know, reverse, mechanical engineering. Yeah. It's, it's essentially some clever reverse racism to make us think that the movie's not racist. Oh, it's like, God. oh, well, one of them's smart. That's good. <laughs> good. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Tyrese Gibson's character is... Just so ridiculously, like he is so the comic relief. Oh yeah, and he's just the the things that roll out of his mouth are just so ridiculous and, and you wanna, so stupid. Yeah. Now I will say this. I'm again no spoilers. There is a now I've read I read on the internet this is a post credit scene, but in the theater I saw it and it was actually before the credits. There is a uh, little there is a little stinger esque. Yes. yes. It was so it was, it was just before well, the credits. I think there's some rolling. Yeah, they're like they they get the initial because again, uh, how how Screen Actor Guild rules are, you have to have everybody, all the main characters have to have their name on the screen twice. Right. So they roll their the main characters, you know, they they roll Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Dwayne Johnson, and, they have and then they have a little stinger of sorts. And I, and I and I don't want to spoil it, but it definitely secures the fact there is going to be a Fast Seven, right? Um, and the Stinger, for me, again, knowing absolutely nothing of this series, I was, like, really excited <laughs> when I saw who walked out on screen and, it's and the line they say, and I'm like, wow, it's funny. I'm looking forward to the seventh one already. It's funny because this actor, without saying his name, is one that is great in his uh-huh. own right, especially yeah. when he got his start. But lately, every time you see in a movie, you're just kind of like, really? You're playing that guy again? Again, yes. But he's, yes. And he's playing that guy as a bad guy. And it, for some reason, just makes it really exciting. I love, we were walking, I, th- I forget where we were. We were in a movie theater. I forget where what movie we were seeing. But we walked past a uh, poster with this particular actor on it. And you said, hey, he's in a movie again. I wonder if he's going to save somebody. <laughs> I wonder if he has to protect somebody. Pretty much. So the the but the yeah the, the stinger was just really good and it made me really excited for the seventh movie, which we all we all know they're not going to let this franchise die. Oh no! It but here's bank. my question: Guaranteed bank is, do you feel Vin Diesel is getting a little old for this role? I mean, this eh. the first Fast and Furious movie came out when like ninety nine. He's fine. How old is he? He's only is he even in his forties yet? I believe so. Yeah, he's almost 50 years old. Yeah. No, it's like 46. He's like 46. He doesn't look too old, though. He doesn't seem too old to me. I, I, I don't, don't know. He's don't starting to get a little... Of the, he's starting to get some crow's feet going on ah, there. It's fine. It just, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He doesn't need to... Be, you know, the whole thing is that these aren't young bucks anymore. They That's true. That's true. Movie, they do talk about it in the movie. Yeah, they're all kind of settling they're down. They're having families and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So Paul, Walker a kid. Paul Walker's character is a kid in the movie. And with the way Hollywood works now is you can be doing high-octane action well into your 70s. Oh, well, yeah. Look at look at 
look at Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Neeson, he had a renaissance as an action star. <laughs> that is true, yes. Okay. He was not an action star when he was in his 30s and 40s. Yeah, you're look right. Look at him now. You're right. Everybody wants him to be an action fan. Everybody just wants him to punch things, yeah. and I'm okay with that. So it's the way they do stunts and special effects, it's not an issue. Yeah. Um. Now, okay, the, 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 the other thing I want to talk about in this film, again, with the just lack of physics, lack of just nothing makes sense. The last part of this film takes place on a runway. Which, yeah, there's an image of this, of what, of what you're alluding. How long does that scene take place? Ten minutes? I think the actual screen time is closer to 15. 15 minutes. How long is that runway? There's there's a, an image on the internet that uh, shows this is the longest uh, runway in the world. I think it's like three. Let me find it. Oh, okay, so they actually because my thought is most runways are not long enough for you to drive, you know, ninety plus miles an hour for fifteen straight minutes. <laughs> okay, I have the because that would be an incredible runway. Okay, I have the image right here. Great, an image that's great the, for an audio. Well, thing. I'm going to explain <laughs> it. So there's this there's this image that kind of was slightly popular when Fast 6 came out right away. Uh, the plane featured in the ending sequence is an Antonov AN-225. A big, big, big-ass big plane. plane. It actually is used to transport space shuttles, as they show in the picture. Uh, one of its uses. Its speed for takeoff is 115 miles per hour. Now, I don't know if they factor in the fact that it's not necessarily going 115 right, right, right. the whole time, but it doesn't take an airplane too long to accelerate to top speed. The time on runway is actually it's 15 minutes. It's okay. a quarter hour. Okay. The world's longest runway is in Kambabamda, China. It is 3.41 miles long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, if you are traveling at... T- takeoff speed or we'll assume relatively takeoff speed for the Antonov uh, if you are traveling at that speed for a quarter of an hour your runway would need to be 28.7 miles long after after it didn't hit me right away until just about the end and I thought we've been on this runway for a yeah. while how now, long is this runway now to be fair there are a lot of quick cuts going back and forth between characters in that scene still so we can Maybe say that the actual scene in f- in film world in film the reality of the film maybe is only four to five minutes long. But still, still, that's still, a long yeah. runway. And you also have to say that at, at one point the plane does slow down. Yes, yes, that's so true. It's not going at. Top but again, they, they the I guarantee you the writers didn't didn't have this discussion. The writers just said, "Hey, this will be cool. <laughs> Let's and, do and this." I, and honestly, that. That if I wouldn't have seen that image and already been thinking about it, would not probably not even be in my top three things that I just go, okay. Oh no, no. But <laughs> at that point, if you've if you're along for the ride, there is so much other just ridiculous crap that's going on in this film that you you don't even think about. Well, that. at one point during that same sequence, they are jumping out of this plane into cars. Uh, moving, moving, moving we cars. assume at the same speed as the airplane. And so they're whatever, at least, they're at least 15 feet above uh, the ground. 
closer to like 30 or 40 you feet. Think, you think this that, is yeah. a large aircraft. Okay, They're jumping yeah, it's out true. of the cargo bay. Enough, enough that a, ankles and knees would be and shattered. <laughs> is like a 300-pound monstrosity, and you're telling me that he's just just yeah. doing a nice little free fall out of this plane into a car. Yeah, his, his, his legs would be totally shattered. Fine. His legs or would be shattered. Or he would have broken the car. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm not even going that far. My favorite scene in this movie is when they, they you could tell the producers were like, oh, there's no street race. Jam in a street race for no reason. Let's, let's, let's make Vin Diesel race right here. So they go to London. They go to, like, out of nowhere, a character comes up to Vin Diesel and goes, hey, I found a street race tonight. <laughs> so he just rolls out to this. <laughs> and I love it. It's an illegal street race, but it seems like it's fully catered. They set up oh, a yeah. stage with a light they, show. They there's dancers. Uh, there's a DJ there with multiple turntables. This is a repetitious theme throughout um, the movie. Movies. However, it doesn't usually happen in a city like London. London. I just, I just love that fact that in the middle of London, an illegal street race is happening, and cops can't find it. But apparently, that, like I said, they just have all these professionals but, out there. But they were good enough to immediately start chasing after them when the race starts. Oh yeah, the second the race starts, the cops the are like, cops "What the hell? Oh, go, go, go!" Oh, 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 oh. Don't bother with where they came from. Yeah, don't bother arresting the the thirty other cars and hundreds of people that are just hanging out in this back alley. Millions of dollars of stolen cars and goods. Yeah, yeah. With like I said, an entire stage and light show set up. Like no, I'm just, like the DJ is in a pit and there's a round stage just rotating around him. Like this is like the Super Bowl set up well, halftime show that's set just up. The world. We, we'll never know. I know. Not I guess cool enough to be in that world. So. I guess driving a Saturn Ion is not enough to get me into no, that world. 2011 Ford Fusion will not get me into that world, unfortunately. <laughs> so, but yeah, this this movie is exactly what I wanted it to be. It is the just the tastiest of uh, cinematic junk food. There's nothing. There's nothing in this film that is redeemable other than the dumb, stupid brilliant like action that's going on oh yeah and it's the kind of movie where it's so dumb and there's whenever you find something to pick apart you enjoy doing it oh yeah it's not like the movie's trying to hide it from you oh no no the movie's very blatant with it's just ridiculous it's not like it's a it's a dramatic movie any kind I'm, i'm trying to think of an example but some kind of i don't want to say armageddon because that's also kind of like this but it's not a movie that's trying to be smart. It's not a movie that's trying to fool you into thinking that there's any realism no, involved. No. So letting these ridiculous things happen, it's almost like the movie's just kind of thrown at you. Like, here you go. Have fun with and, that. And I feel like <laughs> critics who are too critical of this movie, because I've, I've read of some of the other... Of too many. It had very positive reviews, Oh, yeah, actually. but it, 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 it is rocking an... 80%, I believe, on Rotten Tomatoes Something at the moment. To that. Either high 70s or low 80s. So, and I, and I've, I've seen film. some of the arguments against this film, and I read them and I think, okay, this movie obviously wasn't for you. Like, right. not, every, not every movie can be and should be, like, this this um, a movie for the ages. Right. Sometimes I just want to watch a movie where I can just switch my brain off and just be like, hey, this is fun. Yeah, if you thought a movie with fast as the first word in its title was going to be anything anything like you know there will be blood or no country for old men <laughs> yeah you exactly were, you were in for a world of yeah. hurt my friend yeah if, if, if you thought this was gonna hold up uh to like the road you're, you're in trouble so. um but again it's just it's just this is this is precisely what i wanted out of this type of film 
It is a long film at 130 minutes. It is, but it's chock full of but stuff. That my, that was my that my point is, at 130 minutes, it feels like 90. Right. It there's does no, not feel there's long. There's no point where you're going for long stretches, being like, "Come on, come yeah, on." There, <laughs> it's very well paced. Um, the one thing I can say about this film is you will not get bogged down with long lengths of dialogue. Nope. There is not like the Rock doesn't branch off and do this incredible monologue. What does it None mean of that. To really serve your country. Am I really doing my duty by yeah, helping none of these? This. No, 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 no. None of the characters have like an internal struggle. <laughs> none of this crap. No, what it's just, it's just for, for, for as ridiculously long as it is, it's just distilled down to flashbang, boom, fast cars go now. And if, and if I may also talk about how ridiculous these movies are, um, it's not just in physics, and it's not just in plot holes, but it's also in just ridiculous decisions that the characters make, and you're just like. Oh. <laughs> We're going to roll with that. <laughs> okay. Okie dokie. Because at one point, um, without giving too much away, the the Rock is faced with a decision. Uh, should he obey the orders that he's been given by, okay, by yeah, commanding officers of a <laughs> yes, military yes. and basically go along with his character, which has been pretty much this straight-laced guy who he's the kind of character that he, he, you know, he always wants to get his man, but he's also... You know, he's a military you, man. You, you get the he idea that he doesn't like working with uh, Dom and the rest of the crew, right. but he, he's like, he, no, th- he's they're tools. To. They're tools. They're a means to an end. I have no choice right. in the matter. And then he makes a decision that completely throws that out a window. <laughs> and it's like, like, yeah, I'll help you. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sitting in the theater. There's no, there's, there's, there's nothing in his in his face that would make you be like, oh, he's really wrestling with this. No, just no, he's on board entirely, yep. and he's just like, you know, if I do this right, like it's gonna go bad. And they're like, yeah, we know. And he just goes along with it, like nothing happened. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot of just scenes like that where you're you're just like, okay, I guess the characters are doing that. For yeah. reasons I can't really explain. And since I don't I don't think we'll bother going into a spoiled territory on this episode, the one big problem is that there is another character that this happens to, and it's meant to be a big twist, and it just kinda left a sour taste in my mouth. But I know why I know why it was done. I understand it, but on the same token, I had a lot of hope for the character. I wanted to uh, see yeah, more yeah. of them, and I knew when that happened, they were they were essentially just throwing them out of the franchise. So yeah. that was the only that was actually my main beef with the movie that one decision, and I understand why it was made. Mm. All right, well let's uh, let's slap a rating on this bad boy. I give it uh, six fasts out of uh, eight and a half furiouses. <laughs> I give it. Uh, 10 out of 12 times that they continually upshift into another higher gear. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know a little bit about cars. I know they enough don't have that. Gears. No, you can't keep upshifting to fifth gear over and over and over again. <laughs> also, ejecting NOS into your car going say, 100 miles a lot an hour. Of that's just NOS injection. It's not yeah, really shit. Injecting your car with NOS when you're already going like 60 plus is A, going to do nothing. B, will probably blow your engine up. Again, I don't know a lot about cars, but I know enough to know that that's a bunch of crap. Also, just because I, I just thought of this, I love how they make a point to have the villains use a weapon. That you have to aim at a car 
launch at their car, and then all this weapon does is just make your car steer into something or shoot. No, no, down. no. You know what did this do that a grenade launcher could have not done in that yeah, situation? Yeah, that, that, that was the other thing I thought. Like, <laughs> just a simple wow, grenade launcher. That's a high. That's a high tech piece of machinery that just a, a, a bomb would have solved. Yeah, uh, yeah. rocket launcher. Grenade they they launcher have they have a fine. weapon. They have a weapon that they shoot this. Uh, magnetic device that falls onto the hood of their car and it messes with the computer chips and lock it engages the anti-lock brake system and that's why they swerve off the road yeah and so the big plot point is then they have to go find cars that were made but in the 70s and i think this is just so they were like hey let's get some cool some muscle cars. cars yeah no let's get some cool babies. custom muscles um why because they have this weapon that can fuck with new cars <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful. You can you can just see the producers and the writers on the set, like the like the the actors are just sitting there having their smoke break, and they're like, "What else can we can we do that? Can we? Okay, let's do that. Why well, would we do that?" Two birds with one stone because it does that, and it's also like, "All right, so we need them. We need the villains to like you know thwart them in this chase scene. So let's just have them fire like you know rockets at them." No, 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 no. That's too that we see that too much. Let's let's do something really new and different. Yeah, Something yeah. That messes with computers. That's the other thing. That's the other thing I wanted to to mention. The bad guy in this film is basically a Bond villain. Oh yeah, and I I love it. I love. I don't know what the if I remember right the 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 main the 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 main um antagonist of the fourth film was something with the drug cartel. I think they were smuggling I've never drugs. Seen I just know it's bad. I yeah I, I just remember them having to use these fancy cars to s- smuggle something across the border into yeah. Mexico, um, and I don't know any of the other bad guys in any of the other movies, but I love love the fact that this guy is essentially an over the top, even for Bond, an over the top Bond villain. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, like he's out to he's out to get some piece of technology that could bring the world to its knees. Why that technology exists, nobody knows. <laughs> like it's a complete MacGuffin of like. Yeah, we need we need him to go after something. So let's just make this up. Yeah, this magic unobtainium yep. piece of unobtainium. Yep. Uh, I also love that his team is essentially a mirror version. They even bring that and, up, and, and they talk about they talk that. about they that they in actually, the movie. They're like, "Hey, we're chasing a mirror a version of guy, ourselves." There's a ridiculously oh my gosh, that he's guy is huge, huge. I need huge to look guy. that actor up right now because he towers. He even he towers is. over the he rock. He makes the rock look small, and the rock has be, just become a mon- he has become a mountain of a man. <laughs> yeah, like, he has become to have another he, human being that makes him look small is absolutely get this. The, the guy's name is Kim Cold. He that's his name. Kim K K Kim Cold. Uh, he's six four. I don't know how much he weighs. Probably he's well he's a monstrosity. Probably close to five hundred pounds. I'm going to say he's huge. Uh, you know, guess what? Guess what his uh, his sport was? Soccer. What? A goalie. A soccer goalie. A soccer goalie. I was going to say like like how the, could the he tough not man be like competition. a rugby player or an exported like football player? No, I thought I thought for sure you'd say like yeah, he does that competition where like they they hurl trees over other trees. Yeah, he, he and he pulls yeah. uh he pulls tractor trailers with his teeth. Like he's a huge guy. He uh, stopped playing soccer in 1993 after a uh, serious injury in his Achilles tendon. And then he took up an interest in bodybuilding in 1997. He must have took up a, a shit of ton interest. of an interest. Because damn, this guy just, is built. He should. He's the one who should be playing the mountain. Oh, and I, I love. I love how ridiculously stereotypical his uh, character is. His name is Klaus. <laughs> Klaus. <laughs> so 
Yep. If you haven't seen it already, I know it's kind of late in the run, but go check out Fast and the Furious 6. You it's, won't regret it. It's fantastic. And see it's the wonderful. fifth one, too. I'd say the fifth one is I, I want to see all of them now. Okay, then then don't start with the fifth one, because it's the most like this one, because it has The Rock, and it's very much an action film. It's I, 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 when I got home, I actually I was so excited, because I saw this movie really late. It didn't start till about 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I got home super late. And I woke my wife up, even though she has to wake up at 7 in the morning to go to work. I was like, baby, baby, wake up. I just saw Fast and Furious. Wake up. It was so good. Yeah, it was really great. I, I think you'd it. love it. And she's like, that's great. I'm. Why are you talking to me? It's 2 a.m. Uh, Chris. No, but. Robert and then I asked her. Great. I asked her, have you seen the others? She goes, yeah, I saw the first one. It's really good. Now go to bed. <laughs> So she I, and then the next day when she was a little more conscious, I asked her about it, um, and she's like, "Yeah, she she really she's like the first one's actually really good. It's it's an enjoyable film." When so. you watch Tokyo Drift, I oh. heard that's the unsung hero of the series. I heard that's well, actually the, the a really good film, and see, it's underrated. See, I've heard it's not good, but I've heard that it's the one where if you like cars at all, you'll enjoy it because it it is the most car porny. I see. Of all the films. I like, I, I, I heard my cousins describing it one time who are both huge into cars, and they just described this scene where there's just a parking garage full of just, like, the most ridiculous, like... Modded out imports? Lamborghinis, you got, you know, modded Corvettes, etc. And they just they just all pile out of this building, just, like, one by one. Just like, look, look, look at all the money we spent just to get these awesome <laughs> cars in this movie. I, uh... In in uh, after after high school in uh, in college, I had a very very brief um, enjoyment of uh, Tokyo illegal street racing. Yep. Uh, one of my one of my roommates in college was really into street racing and just would sit me down and we would watch all these crazy videos that they would do in Tokyo and um, Europe and stuff like that. And I was told that the Tokyo Drift movie is the most represent representative of that movement of that you know scene so i i, I hear it's a good film so i'm definitely going to go out and yes yeah, so when I, you watch I, it uh let me watch it with you because i've never seen that one okay i haven't seen fast and furious but i have no desire because i've heard it's not it's good. it's rough i might revisit it just for the heck of yeah. it but it's rough so that's it yeah right, we're done <laughs> well all right well uh yeah that's it for this episode of enter the critic uh as always i want to thank eric tribio for hosting us at enter the critic eric tribio.com of the eric tribio podcast yep, network. The eric podcast network check us out on facebook on itunes uh like us rate us you know all that all that jazz um also want to thank Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remixed albums. You can get them for free at geekremix.com. For free? For free. All three albums and some change for free. That excited Parker so much he woke up from the coma he was in for the past 40 minutes. (laughs) Wow, I just can't believe it's free. It's free, and it's amazing. If you didn't think they could do an ultra-funky remix of the Night Court theme, you're wrong because Bobby Roberts did it. So check that out. Uh, All right, until next time, I'm Chris Klump. I'm And I'm Parker Lindstrom, with you for the entire podcast. Good job, Parker. We'll see you next week.